Well, I'm plan A is not to get kidnapped. I mean, yes. Plan <laughs> B, always. plan B is to get all of it. But... Yes, plan B is to die at the location of my kidnapping. Plan C, swallow my Fitbit. What? Wait, why? Why? Why that order? I do not want to be moved to a second location. Yes, but like it, the swallowing of the Fitbit seems like a good plan, regardless I know. of death. That's true. <laughs> I feel like it's, you should move that to Plan B. It's it. Uh, it's been my plan. Plan B. So here is the scenario: I'm in a Target parking lot. I get into the driver's seat. I do not immediately lock the door. A, you get pulled into a white van. A person climbs into my passenger seat, puts a gun to my head, and of says, course. "Drive." I yes. put it in reverse, floor it. Yes. Or floor it forward, depending on which way I'm oriented. The goal is to crash the car. Crash the car. <laughs> Make a launch them out of my car because I'm the only one wearing a seatbelt. Of course. Because I've already seatbelted myself. And they, being a criminal, have not clicked it. Would not have put that on yet. No. Yes, of course. They're thinking about how they're going to rob They're me holding a gun. Me. That sounds really cumbersome. <laughs> yes. And so I'm flooring it and I'm. Launch them out of. I mean, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. I'm on. I've listened to too many true crimes. <laughs> So yes, anyway, so, then you saw. Then I just swallowed the Fitbit out of fear. <laughs> Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And this is the first part of our two-part finale, which we haven't been hot about what it was going to be. It turns out it's exactly the same. What, 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 what? Would you make an air horn? Um, uh, except uh, more. more. <laughs> Everything is more. Then, when you don't know what to do, do more. Just do all of it. Yes. Because um, originally, like, I get, I, I don't know why I thought this, but in my brain, we didn't get a lot of fic requests. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because we got most of them on the off season. Like, oh. we got them before season four actually started. Yes. So they were just out of my brain, yep. which thankfully, we put it on a Google Doc. So I was able to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Just Wait kidding. a second. Just kidding. We have at least two. Yeah. And we have more than two. It's just the we have at least two that are under 3,000 words, which yes. is uh, the best possible choice. Yes. So since we're doing more than one, well, okay. So surprise, I'm doing more than one fic for this. Because <laughs> uh, the ones I found were like 1,000 words each. So it's like, I mean, we could do that. It's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe you're going to bring something that's 7,000 words. Who knows? We never but, know. But we never know. Um, but I have two things. And so while we were talking about what we were going to do for this episode, we decided for our pairing to do, instead of uh, our favorite cocktails like we did last season, to do what we think the other person might like. Yes. So, ta-da! I've ta-da. made a thing. Um, what is it? So, you have mentioned a couple times that you like a whiskey sour. I do. And I... I'm dumb. And so in my brain, a whiskey sour was like a vodka sour or like, you know, oh, where sure, you sure, have sure. like whiskey and like lemon juice and like, yeah, I don't yeah, know, tonic. Yeah. Like, I don't really know what I thought it was. No, no, no. But it's not bad. No. <laughs> I like Googled vodka sour, vodka sour and it's like uh, liquor plus lemon or lemon juice and a sweetener. And okay. so it's like. Oh, yeah. So, okay. So it's not that dissimilar. So no. um, for those at home who are like me and didn't know what a whiskey sour was, it's like an actual cocktail. And in a gotcha, because uh, Clark <laughs> keeps giving me dairy, this is a vegan no. whiskey sour. <laughs> Which, okay, it's so funny because uh, I've been off and on like toying with vegan stuff for a long time. Yeah. Um, so I know some of the tricks. And I looked up uh, to see if you could do something that wasn't egg whites because one, like, that sounds gross. And I didn't want to bring like an egg white to your house because that sounded really stupid. And I don't want to have egg yolks because, like, sure. what am I going to do with egg yolk at my house? So uh, I have worked with this before. It's called aquafaba, which you might have heard of. Oh, yes. It's, uh, it's, so I brought, like, a can of uh, chickpeas into your house and, for cocktails. 
<laughs> I don't know if you saw. I did see I feel it. Like and I was like, there's going to be chickpeas in this drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what you do is like, I've used aquafaba before for yeah. like, um, like meringue sort of stuff. Like oh, it's sure. really good in desserts and it foams up as you can see. You can obviously make this with egg whites if you're at your own house. It's fine. But it's really funny to look up vegan recipes for stuff because they will be like, actually the vegan thing is better because of these reasons and so like in the article that was about this whiskey sour it was like actually a lot of bartenders are using aquafaba because it doesn't have an egg smell and there's no risk of salmonella and i'm like well yeah but aquafaba has a real like beanie smell like like yeah it doesn't have any salmonella so like i guess that's nice but there's sure. yeah <laughs> so if it tastes like beans let me I've had aquafaba and things before, and it usually but doesn't. I've, I've had it in, like, dessert. So, like, I guess, oh, like, whiskey true. would also probably cover it. Like, sugar really covers beanie. Oh, yeah. I've, try. I've never had a uh, whiskey sour, so we'll see. Mm. Oh, it's good. Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Now wow. Good, right? This is really good. What is it? So, what's all in it? It is. Uh, so, it's... I made a recipe that was for both of us. So, it's... Um, mm-hmm. Between the two, uh, like a tablespoon of the aquafaba that you just, like, shake up until it's foamy. Two shots of whiskey. So, one for each. And then, like, um two ounces each of lemon juice and simple syrup. Oh, yeah. delicious. Yeah. This is really good. Mm-hmm. It is very smooth. Like it's, it does have that yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. like, it's got quite a bit of froth on it. Like, I don't know. This is good. This is better than um, mm. the last uh, whiskey sour that I had in uh, a bar, which I think they just used, uh, what is it? Sweet and sour or sour sour mix sour mix. That's what I figured it was because yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's a thing. Like that's what yeah. I did when we brought the when I brought the vodka sour. Oh sure, just literally yeah, just yeah. like sour mix and yeah, vodka. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so oh that was okay. Well, that was good. I'm glad that worked out. Yeah, but this is very <laughs> delicious and gourmet. I was also kind of hoping it wouldn't work out because like that would be funny to be like you made me drink like a banana cream thing and like that right, didn't work right. out for my personal life. No, so we have to drink this bean water. If I get like salmonella <laughs> poisoning like tonight. Then I'll be like, well, you can't, I we, this. we're not going to get salmonella poisoning. It's true. <laughs> Cannot happen with the bean juice. No. <laughs> okay. So we're going to get into the actual fic recs. So this first fic rec comes from uh, not only uh, engaged listener, but also patron, Alex. So we got this back in February. So thank you, Alex, for being patient with us and sending this in, even though we weren't going to read it for a while. But it is an exclusive that is not published anywhere on the internet except for on the Google Doc. So, <laughs> what? this is a fine pairings exclusive from Alex. Uh, yeah, so Alex wrote in and said that they wrote this fic uh, exclusively to cheer up a friend back in uh, 2013 and then just couldn't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yes. And this was the friend who uh, said they were doing paint by numbers each week to our podcast. So that's the reason they finished it. So thank you for sending that to us a while ago, Alex. I think I saw that and it's beautiful. Yes. And I assume Alex also has, you know, a real account somewhere, but they did not send it to me. So I'll add that to the show notes if that does uh, change. But the funny thing about this fic, it is a Harry Potter, Edward Cullen uh, plus crossover. It's about... It's a little under 2,000 words, and it's called I Hope You're Happy, which uh, is also a lyric from Wicked. Just in, That's lodged in my brain every exactly. time I read it, because it has, I think, next to nothing to do with Vic. Good. I don't know how old Alex was when they wrote this, um, but it's got real, real early high school, late middle school energy. Nice. It actually really reminds me a lot of, um, oh, what was the name of the Scarlet Letter fic? <laughs> yes. What was the name of it? <laughs> Shit. Uh, it wasn't called A for Whore. Like, I, I could think of a great name for it, but I'm going to get it wrong. Let me, let, <laughs> pause for my internet to load. Pause these. for dramatic effect. 
It's got that energy. <laughs> Let me... Fifty Shades of Scarlet? Fifty Shades of Scarlet, there yes, of course. Okay, it's like that, but completely different. <laughs> so, here we go. It was a sunny day in the park. Children and their parents were out enjoying the sunshine while it would last. Winter was on its way. And the birds in the sky scrambled to gobble up the last of the few free breadcrumbs that before they departed from the park to head south. Harry strolled casually down the path. He hadn't been given too much trouble today on his daily patrols. Just the usual complaint of a missing sandwich or two. But they could easily have fallen prey to a squirrel or two. Nothing to get all worked up about. Harry's a park ranger. <laughs> I was wondering what the heck was going on. <laughs> I love it already. Yes. Uh, I will... Alex did uh, prep me a little. I want to see if we can unfold naturally. But, okay, okay. Uh, I didn't read it in that context, so it may fall apart. I thought... Upon um, closer inspection. I, I was yes-anding, and mm-hmm. my brain was like, oh, Harry is um, an adult and in guarding... Order, an order, and like, park, maybe there's crimes. Yeah, or like guarding the outside of Hogwarts. I don't know. Ooh, sure. No. I don't even... He does have magic. I'm pretty sure he has magic. It's been a minute since I read this the first time. As the sun began to dip lower in the sky, Harry began to make his way to the gate to lock up for the night. It was almost five o'clock after all. The last of the geese padded around, ravaging the grass and leaving shit in their wake. (laughs) Harry thought... (laughs) That's geese. I hate geese. Harry thought they should be gone by now, but he thought that every year. As he passed through the gaggle, careful to avoid eye contact, a sudden chorus of honking and wings sent Harry ducking for cover. Gripping his wand tightly and bringing to mind happy thoughts, he cried, Expecto pet! Whoa! Harry, calm down. It's only me. And it (laughs) just assumes it's a... (laughs) It's a Dementor and it's geese, honestly. Like, you, oh god, you know how uh, the boger like, is your deepest fear, and yeah. your Patronus is your, like, animal Guardian, yeah. yeah, animal guide. If that was, like, combined, and it was, like, your worst animal, mine would be a goose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like really, the, if the, the shit animal, the shittest animal that you personally was your Patronus, mine would be a goose. They're useless, and I hate them. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty scary. I was going on a walk around like uh, like a, a park preserve, and it was there's like swamp on either side of me, and yes. then just like a sidewalk that like goes down through the middle of it, and you're pretty stranded. And all of a sudden, I like looked up, and there was like fifty geese like twenty feet away from me, <laughs> and there's like a guy like he's walking around. <laughs> yeah, I was on the sidewalk and like honking, living their geese life. And there's like yep. a guy like in the middle of them, and I don't know what he's doing. Maybe tra- trying to feed them. I don't know, just hanging out. But I was like, just being a goose guy. Uh, but just being a goose guy. <laughs> and my brain was like, I'm, I'm like he's there. So I, I could, I could, you can I could get probably, by. probably walk fine. by. But I turned right around because at my old apartment there was also a park preserve, and those geese would hiss at you. And so um, yep. I don't fuck with geese. Oh no, that's exactly like I can't. I must have been pretty young because uh, one of the few times in my entire life my dad like was on a run with me, which never happened because, yeah. uh, as you know, I am not a good runner, and I didn't like it after I turned like twelve. Um, but we were running through like the the marshy area from yeah. our hometown and. And it's like, fine, most of the way, but it's like a path. Like there's marsh and swamp on both sides of the path. And then there's like a little hill that exits. And there was just a swarm of geese. And I don't know, like looking back on it, if my dad was being serious, but he was like, okay, we're going to run. And so I was like an instant fear of like, oh no, if I don't go fast enough, these geese will consume me. Yes. (laughs) Because I was probably like nine. It was a bad choice. Tell us what your anti-patronus is. (laughs) Come up with a better name than that. Anyway, uh, Harry's about to expecto pat some geese. Uh, Harry, calm down. It's only me. And indeed, it was only this 
strong hands gripping his arm and the golden yellow eyes he had just been picturing as he began his spell. Mm-hmm. The happy memories. Mm-hmm. Bloody hell, Edward, you gave me quite the scare there. Harry tried to calm his wand hand down. Oh, I was like, oh, is this a euphemism? <laughs> tried to calm his wand hand down. But the terror and excitement were still flowing through him. Yes, well, it's not my fault the geese scatter when you see them coming. Loosen your grip on your wand, mate. I won't hurt you. But as the remaining sunlight sparkled off Edward's forehead, bouncing light into his auburn hair, Harry conceived that he wasn't too worried about Edward hurting him. Now listen, Harry. I know you've been getting reports of missing food all day long. Though, nothing big, am I right? Yes, Harry replied. I know what you're thinking. But raccoons, or even geese, could easily be responsible for a missing sandwich. Yes. Do do you have an inkling where this might be going? Are there bears? We're in a park, and food's going missing. Then there are bears. Is it Yogi Bear? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We're in Jellystone! (laughs) They're both park rangers at Jellystone Park. And they are are still vampires (laughs) and wizards. Belcio, Yogi Bear. And Yogi Bear. And Boo Boo. Yes, I think I think Boo Boo is also I'm pretty sure Boo Boo is also in this. We'll we'll get there. We'll get I'll there. insert him mentally if he's not. Of course. Indeed. But we haven't gotten a missing picnic basket report in days now, and you and I both know he wouldn't give up so easily. <laughs> Edward stared deep into Harry's eyes, imploring him to see reason. But Edward, we can't just accuse him when we have no proof. Oh, can't we? Edward raised his eyes suggestively at Harry. No, that's completely and totally against all ethics and morals I personally prescribe to, not to mention our ranger's oath. Thou shalt not accuse a person, place, or thing of committing any transgression or misdemeanor without conclusive evidence. (laughs) Harry was beginning to think Hermione had rubbed off on him a little at Hogwarts. (laughs) Then we'll just have to make him confess before we accuse him of anything, won't we? Edward had that glint in his eye again. God, Harry loved that glint. Fine then, let's go. Harry followed Edward deep into the park, past the pond of possibilities, and through the meadow of manners until, I don't know if, I think this is real Jellystone stuff, I don't know the canon of Yogi Bear very much. I don't remember, and I don't, um, uh, it's been a while since Sounds like something that could exist. Right, and it's been a while since I've been to the Jellystone amusement park. I don't think I've ever been there, but I always drove by it, and I was like, I don't actually like camping, so I don't know if I would have liked it, because I think you... It was an RV park? Question yeah, mark? Yeah. Sure. It's, I think I was there for a this field trip. This is in Wisconsin? Trip. Yeah. So uh, if no one knows what this is, that's why. And I think it, because um, I think I was there for a field trip and there was like mini golf and like bumper cars and I yeah, don't know Yeah, there was like water we slides there. and stuff, yeah. I think. Yeah. But I think it was like around an RV camp. Yes, correct. I think you could. Like you were supposed to stay there. Yes. Because that park existed, I f- did not know that Yellowstone and Jellystone were two different things for correct. a long part of my Me life. Neither. Like, Me neither. Me <laughs> neither. Until maybe like middle school or high school. Yeah. Probably when I went to Jellystone. Yeah. As like probably Well, a like team. someone like described Yellowstone. And I was like, oh, that must also be at the Jellystone place. Or like maybe I got the name mm-hmm. wrong and it's called Yellowstone. I don't know. I don't know why. It just took forever. Harry followed Edward deep into the park, past the pond of possibilities, through the meadow of manners, until they got to the cave of capabilities. Mm. In we go, said Edward, a bit too calmly. Harry followed him in, despite the sense of dread pooling in his stomach. Yogi, I know you're in here, Edward cried. Harry grabbed his wand again, keeping it at the ready just in case. Yes, came a familiar voice from inside the cave. (laughs) Have you missed me? We've been wondering where you went, Yogi, said Edward. We're so used to your crazy picnic-stealing traps that not seeing you around getting into trouble had us a little worried. A furry green hat and black tie-wearing bear came traipsing out of the shadows. Traipsing is a good word. Nice That's a job. Good word. This is this is fairly well written for what I have to assume is a teenager. I don't know if they are thirteen, but this happened in two thousand thirteen, so that's how old they are in my brain. It's just easier that way. 
<laughs> Just as I am 21 in this year, 2021. Me too. <laughs> youth. <laughs> youth abounds. I am such a youth. My wrinkles, they disappear. Yes. Oh, so you did miss me. I knew it. Yogi smiled at Edward. I missed you too. It's a shame you don't sparkle out of the sunlight. Ah, but I might if you tell me where, what I want to know, Edward winked. At least for you. Well, that implies that I have something to tell, replied Yogi. Harry struggled to keep his wand still. The tension in the room was becoming too much, and Yogi's big eyes were appealing to were appealing to a part of Harry he didn't know he had. So he's got he's got this kind of euphemism. The wand is struggling to stay still. Yep. Yogi Bear <laughs> has that appeal. To I'm people. sure he, he's a bear, so that's. The gay is built in. <laughs> the gay is built in. He's got that snazzy hat. He's wearing a tie. Gay, I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a whole collar. It's like a whole look. But nothing else. <laughs> Come on, Edward. It's very it's very harness adjacent, but like fancy. Yeah. Pants less. <laughs> like guys who only wear a harness and a jack strap, but <laughs> collar. <laughs> and fur. It's, a, it's the black tie harness. The black tie of harnesses <laughs> is a black tie and nothing else. You're not wrong. That's like super accurate. Okay. Come on, Edward, maybe we should just go. No, Edward gave Harry a stern look. Not until we have what we're looking for. No, Yogi, you have information I want to know, and I think we know how to get it from you. You do, do you? We do? Asked Harry. Yes, said Edward. Now, Harry, I want you to look at Yogi's bottom. (laughs) Harry obliged. (laughs) Now, with an ass that big, can you think of one thing that Yogi might dislike being made to do more than anything else in the world? The color drained from Yogi's fur. Twerk? No, please, anything but that. Twerk it, Harry, Edward said. Twerk it hard. <laughs> As understanding dro- dawned on Harry, his wand jumped up before he could even begin the spell. Twerk, bottom jinx. <laughs> Yogi's hiney instantly began bouncing uncontrollably, ass vibrating in the candlelight of the cave. No, no, please, I did it. I took the sandwiches. Please, just make it stop. See, Harry, that wasn't so hard, was it? Edward smiled as he began to make his way to Yogi with a pair of Park Ranger handcuffs when the light bounced off his supple bottom so that Harry's next action couldn't be blamed on anyone but Edward himself. Twerk, bottom jinx! (laughs) And just like that, Edward and Yogi began twerking their asses together. Hey, this is actually fun. I'm not sure why you were complaining about it, Yogi. Edward's bum jiggled and jumped with Yogi's, their dance evolving into a sensual celebration of the male form. (laughs) You know, it's not as bad with company, Yogi winked at Edward. And just like that, Harry lost the tight grip he had on his wand. Uh-oh. Sparks flew out of the end uncontrollably and flew around the room as Harry struggled to hold on. Ah, oh, come on, Harry. Already? We were just getting started. It is a euphemism. It is a euphemism. Full circle, baby. Full circle. From like a season and a half ago. <laughs> yes. Gonna tie up all these loose ends. It's all connected. It's all connected. Ah, oh, come on, Harry. Already? We were just getting started. Edward picked up Harry's wand and dusted it off, handing it back to him. Hey, don't give up on me yet. Harry tried to hide his flushed face. Just give me a moment to pull myself together, and we can go back to where we left off. He just needs right. a cold shower. He just needs to, to, to look away for a minute. Yeah, it's too excited. All right, good, because that was just getting fun, said Yogi, and they twerked late into the night the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful story. Thank you, Alex. I want to know why. You have a very good relationship with your friend. That's a beautiful story. Uh, Edward is clearly there because uh, Venn diagram, Cedric Diggory, Cedric Diggory Harry um, Potter, Harry Potter. Uh, maybe they too have been to Jellystone. I was gonna say there's got to, or like maybe for some reason, like Yogi Bear's an inside joke for them. My sister's nick- family nickname is uh, Boo Boo because it's Claire Bear and Boo Boo. Oh, maybe. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe. So like, maybe they're a Boo Boo Yogi and they did that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's a reason because mm-hmm. like you could put Harry and Edward twerking in pretty much any situation 
and it's going to be stupid. I love it. But like this one specifically, don't know why. <laughs> Wouldn't have come out of my brain. Uh, so thank you, Alex, for sending us that exclusive fic. Uh, I hope you're happy. Don't know I why. It. Also don't know why it's called that still. <laughs> what was it called again? I hope you're happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Her friend. I hope her friend's happy. All right. Oh, oh, mate. Oh, actually, that makes more sense. Because I was like, maybe it's the jinx of like, oh, I hope yeah, you're happy yeah. now that you've shot off your wand. Or Yogi Bear is also happy, even though he's twerking. Everybody's happy. It was probably for the thread, though. That makes the most <laughs> sense. But, you know, yeah. we could, I could, we could subscribe a lot of literary genius to of it. Course, so there's other, there's other things we could subscribe. Excellent. Beautiful. All right. Loved it. Yes, and as said, I have one more very short one to wrap us home with. But uh, Claire, what have, what what inspired you this day? What inspired me this day? Yes. All right. Well, um, the one I have brought you today was submitted to our email address by Kaylee, and uh, they were talking about she and her friends were talking about politics, and they were looking at. Um, Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell fanfics as like a trash pairing. Yes. And she didn't read those, but she like read some other crack ones. And so the one I have brought is called The Undisclosed Location, Congressional Fan Fiction. Excellent. And I hadn't heard back from the author, so we'll see if uh, they get back to me. Trigger warning. Uh, it's the day Trump of- exists. <laughs> Trump <No>. exists. <laughs> and two, this is a fic that takes place on January 6th. I say ah. trigger warning because it does eventually get funny, but I will say that like a single- Like the events are a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's that a tear slipped down my cheek as I started reading it because it was like too- We're back. I was like- um, Okay, good to know. Yeah. So just like- I, It will get fun I, eventually. Yes. I was that doge meme where it's like, like flashback to the war. Oh God. Um, but like- it's so good. So I do like that it is tagged mentions Donald Trump. I know. Because they know that we know. I know. And <laughs> Wait, sorry, I'm looking at the tags now. Yes. So the tag <laughs> so what's funny about this fic to me is so I'm gonna read both chapters. Excellent. Um Cursed Rebecca wrote this January 10th. Oh damn, okay. And then has and then processing up, some events. Yes, and then wrote uh, chapter two and posted it on January thirty first. Okay, and that is the only fic they have. And they <laughs> joined Archive of Our Own on the tenth to post this. Wait a minute, I have a theory. Please tell so me. So you know how in our last uh, finale episodes, I talked about the whole thing about the Shira fan fiction that was written by the actual, yes. and it was the only fic that she wrote. Yes, this is AOC. You know, AOC wrote this and had to process some feelings and then dipped out. That would explain why the part that made me cry is about AOC at the beginning. (laughs) Oh my god, that's okay. I'm just gonna think that in my brain to make this more fun. So yeah, millennial icon. The tags are Mitch McConnell slash Nancy Pelosi uh, (laughs) and (laughs) AOC and Bernie Sanders, but not slash just like a friend pairing. Maybe is that how people? I don't know. I've never for non-sexual pairings. That's a good idea. I think maybe because I've I actually I've never as a duo. Yes, I haven't um, really seen that a lot. But the following one is Ted Cruz slash Lindsey Graham. Yes. American politics, United States Congress, enemy to, enemies to lovers, Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer. That's a popular tag. <laughs> That's the January 6, 2021, American Coup, mentioned Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders, AOC, bromance. There it is. Bernie is a badass. Yes. I hate myself for creating this. Don't. AOC, we love you. Right. We love you, AOC. <laughs> Summary. On January 6, 2021, a violent group of right-wing terrorists stormed the United States Capitol in an attempt to prevent Congress from certifying the results of the 2020 presidential election. 
Luckily, congressmen and women were evacuated before the insurrectionists could reach them. They tweeted to the world that they were safe in an undisclosed location. Mm. But where was this undisclosed location, and what did they do there? Find out the love, friendship, collaboration, and fighting that truly happened on that fateful day. Oh, I love um, notes, I hope this is used as a primary source for an A-push DBQ someday. And yes. I agree. Chapter 1, AOC. United States Representative and- Alexandria Ortazio cortez You're so close. I know. <laughs> How do you say her last name? Ocasio. Ocasio. There we go. I was like, I was trying to practice earlier today and... We never say the full name. <laughs> no, I just say AOC. Democrat, New York. Sighed and slumped forward on her desk as she listened to the Oklahoma congressman drone on about voter fraud and rigged elections. When will this end, she thought to herself. The courts have proved there are no, there's no fraud over and over again. The congressman's words seemed to blur together as he said so much but meant nothing at all. That is, until muffled sounds from outside the chamber began to reach the congress members inside. AOC looked up, confused. She glanced around the House chamber, seeing equally bewildered expressions on her colleagues' faces. Her eyes met Bernie Sander, Senator Bernie Sanders, uh, Democrat, Vermont, from across the room. He gave her a look that seemed to say, what's going on here? <laughs> Just as she was about to shrug, a shout broke the uneasy silence of the room. Get down! screamed a secret service agent from somewhere near the chamber's door. Without thinking twice, AOC dropped from her seat and hit the floor. Not a moment too soon as gunshots rang out through the air. Screams erupted from all around the room. AOC bit back the urge to jump up and see if any of her fellow Americans had been injured, but she didn't dare to move. If anyone had been hit, she didn't want to join them among the wounded. Shit. She couldn't say she didn't see this coming after the turmoil of the 2020 presidential election, but she had hoped capital security would be strong enough to keep America's top government officials safe. From her position on the floor, she couldn't see anything besides the people directly to either side of her. She tried to muster up the words to whisper to them, to ask if they were okay, but her mouth was too dry to speak. As the initial spike of adrenaline from the gunshots began to fade, the reality of her situation began to sink in. She could die today. This could be it. The end. Surrounded by the muffled sounds of panicked government officials, whimpers held back by pride or greater fear, heavy breathing and soft sobs. Babies. She's upset. This is an upsetting fic. I'm crying too. Do you (laughs) want to come down? Do you want to listen? Come down. Come here, baby. Okay, the cat is here. We will, we have our support animal. (laughs) Squirrel back. Surrounded by the muffled sounds of panicked government officials, whimpers held back by pride or greater fear, heavy breathing and soft sobs, AOC thought about what might come after if they didn't survive this day. There was so much she still had to do. So many goals, legislature to pass, people to help. The Green New Deal and Medicare for All still weren't a reality. If her, I was like, so <laughs> <laughs> you started crying. <laughs> yes, that's what I would. I was like, that's what I would start crying. <laughs> I was like, she's so young and she has so much to do, and I was a mess. If her Congress died, would the next carry on their goals? No, she thought to herself. You can't let yourself sink into this hole. You're not dead yet. You're not dead yet. Don't give up. You can make it through this. Renewed by these thoughts of hope, AOC looked around again. Listening closely, she could hear sounds of fear, but none of pain. Nobody had been hit. Sounds and bangs from outside the chamber were still sounding, but the house floor was quiet. Soft but urgent voices began to cut through the tense air. Come on! Go, go, go! Secret Service agents' words floated across the large room as frantic footsteps hit against the hard floor. AOC slowly pulled herself just far enough up to peek over the seat in front of her. In the few seconds she risked looking, she saw several of her colleagues running for a door at the back of the chamber, hunched over partially behind chairs and desks and closely flanked by security. A flood of relief rushed through her. They're going to get us out, she thought. Thank God. Before long, an agent appeared at the end of her row and hastily beckoned her and a few other representatives, leading them out of the chamber. 
The path to the door out was less than ten yards, but it felt like the longest walk of AOC's life. Her heart was pounding so hard she was sure the right, the far-right terrorists outside the main doors could hear it. When she slipped through the back doors, a massive weight lifted from her shoulders, but it was quickly replaced by another bout of panic. If the terrorists got into Congress, what else were they going to do? AOC's train of thought was cut off by a hand on her arm. She jumped violently, <laughs> twisting, to, <laughs> twisting, to, <laughs> twisting to face her attacker. Whoa, representative, it's just me. Bernie Sanders faced her, his wise old visage comforting her in this moment of stress. Yes. Bernie, you're safe. Uh, AOC pulled the old man into a quick hug, relieved he was okay. I'm very glad you're okay as well, Bernie responded. We need to get out of here. A few other congressmen and I have gotten spots, uh, gotten spots in a safe location, and I saved one for you. We need to go now. The cars are about to leave. Oh, wait, 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 wait. He's got a special place? Oh, wow. And I think this was before, I think on the 10th, this was before we knew where they what all happened? went. Oh, of course. Um, because, like, AOC, I think, was in her office when this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was being well, started. a lot of them, like, were, it was a place that yes. was attached to the building. Yes. It was, like, a bunker. Yes. She was, like, because I think she barricaded herself in her office. Because that was her scary story. Oh, <laughs> was, like... She was barricaded in her office with, like, her staff. And then, like, later it came out, like, because I think it was the senators who went to the undisclosed location, which is, like, a bunker under the Capitol. Mm -hmm. And because some of them are idiots, they, like, tweeted, like, from the bunker. Hashtag in the bunker. Yes. And it was, like, they're, like, I can't tell you where I am right now. Geotracked. Like, you're, like... Right. This is why we need to have an age maximum on on senatorship. Like... Right. (laughs) Or you know, just to just to really cover all our bases. If you're right. over eighty and you don't know how to turn off your cell phone, like you, find my friends, you can't. You're not allowed I, to be a senator, right? I don't know how to be like. I do not have my location on on my Snapchat, and I am nothing. Like, I just did it because I was like, no one needs to. I'm never doing anything that cool. Nobody's know where I am, and none of my friends do it. And you so, get kidnapped, and then I'm gonna be mad at you. <laughs> I'm gonna swallow my Fitbit. There you so. go. <laughs> So don't worry. That's I got a plan. Fine. I've thought it through. Good for you. <laughs> I thought it through. That'll be more beneficial after yeah. I'm dead. Um, yeah, but how are you gonna swallow your Fitbit? Um, the the this it's part, small, I guess. You know, this part separates from the the band. That's smart. That's um, smart. but uh, yeah. We're Anyways, planned. we we got a plan. I'm ready. I'm not ready, but I'm ready. No one dies in this fight. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, no one dies. Everyone's everyone's good. AOC nodded wordlessly and followed Bernie through the back of the Capitol building, brushing past dozens of other shell-shocked senators and representatives. The two of them reached the doors out of the building and pushed through quickly, sprinting as fast as they could to a fleet of black SUVs. She didn't have much of a chance to look around, but she could hear shouting and chaos of riders on all sides. As soon as the doors to the car and uh, she and Senator Sanders... Wow, that's a tongue twister. That she and Senator Sanders jumped into slammed shut. The driver hit the pedal to the metal and zoomed out of the National Mall. Only once the car was in motion did AOC take a good look around the inside of the car. In the driver's seat sat an agent dressed in a black suit and an earpiece. Sitting next to him in the passenger seat was Lindsey Graham, Republican, South Carolina. And the loose, wrinkly skin of his face was set in an expression of fear and guilt. She and Bernice took the seats right behind the agent and Graham. Three other officials were crammed in the back row of the van, all looking supremely uncomfortable with the seating arrangement, (laughs) but glad to be on their way away from the chaos of the House floor. The Congress members in question were Nancy Pelosi, Democrat, California, Ted Cruz, Republican, Texas, and Mitch McConnell, Republican, Kentucky. Are all of you okay? Pelosi asked. I'm all right. Not you, Ted. I don't care. (laughs) She she cut off Senator Cruz with a wave of her hand. Ocasio-Cortez and Sanders, are you all right? Bernie answered quickly. We're okay. Are you all right? He gestured to the other Congress members. I'm all right. Not you, Ted. I don't care. (laughs) Bernie shook his head. That's a real joke, though. Everyone hates Ted Cruz. He's the Zodiac Killer. 
<laughs> At this point, the agent driving the car began to speak. Senators and representatives, he began. When I took this job, I didn't actually expect to be in the middle of a situation like this. I'll be the first to admit we were unprepared for what just happened. Unprepared? AOC was shocked. You guys let a bunch of rioters, no, domestic terrorists, into the Capitol. That's a little more severe than unprepared. The agent let out a sigh. I know. I didn't have control of the response to the protests. But how we got here is irrelevant now. The point is, we have several undisclosed locations ready to operate as a safe house in the city. We're taking Congress members to them now. You'll return to the Capitol when it's safe to do so, but for now, we have to keep you safe. Honestly, I never actually looked into the locations of these places. I thought it was a bunker. I'm pretty sure I just kind of assumed they were all under the cap- under the cap- Yes, and maybe they were all in safe houses. Either way, the point is some I feel of like the- I wouldn't want to go into a car. Right. Like I'm like, why would I go outside? I'm pretty sure There's they were out there. I'm pretty sure that it was under Yeah. But yes, regardless, some people tweeted and it like showed where they were and it was like, You idiot, stop that. Why would that benefit you ever? Aren't you cheating on your wife? <laughs> like, I don't Turn it off. Just turn it off for all purposes. It also is not saving you any data. Like, I don't understand. There's no world in which it's good. Unless you get kidnapped and they don't think to take your phone, which never happens. And then you're live tweeting. <laughs> get kidnapped. The... Get kidnapped. Hashtag Coachella. Sorry, that was a typo. <laughs> I meant save me. <laughs> anyway, Mitch McConnell made a strange huffing noise from the back of the car. AOC turned around to look at him. His face was red, and his eyes were bloodshot, as if he had just smoked a fat joint <laughs> or cried before a few hours. <laughs> Keep us safe, he drawled. We, we already near met God today. Bernie spun around in his seat to face the other senator, anger flashing across his face. Mitch, I think we all know you're never going to meet God. You're <laughs> You'll be going the other way if you know what I mean. Lindsey Graham and Ted Cruz gasped loudly as Mitch turned a deeper shade of red. Now you listen here, he sputtered, jabbing a strangely gross and discolored finger in Bernie's direction. <laughs> Stop it, AOC interrupted. We're supposed to be adults here. Bernie flipped Mitch off. AOC <laughs> noticed. Hey, she interjected. That includes you too, Bernie. Bernie turned away and slumped back in his chair, looking dejected. Come on, can't we put all this aside for a couple hours while we try to survive a terrorist attack? She continued. She's right, the agent agreed. We're almost to the safe house. When we get there, you'll all need to get out of the car as fast as you can and run down to the basement. It's in the basement of the restaurant. Comet ping... ping (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, Pelosi interrupted. Cruz, isn't that your favorite conspiracy place? Ted's face lit up with excitement. So there is a basement in the restaurant. Oh, no. Does this mean Pizzagate is real? That's the Pizza Pizzagate place. <laughs> the agent rolled his eyes. Yes, there's a secret basement, but it's a hidden safe house for situations like these. That stupid conspiracy has been disproved time and time again. Yeah, Ted. Bernie joined in. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> they continued the rest of the, ri- the car ride in silence, waiting to get to the restaurant. Before long, a bright neon song re bright neon sign reading Comet came into view against the flat gray sky. Are you all ready? Asked the agent, starting to parallel park the car just in front of the doors. I'll radio in and let them know you're coming. Just give me a second. He pulled a walkie-talkie out of his pocket and muttered a few of what sounded like code words into it. As he put the device back in his pocket, another agent appeared just behind the restaurant doors. That's your cue. Go, guys, go! AOC and Lindsay opened their side doors and sped walked to the door. The agent inside opened it for them and they rushed through. They were followed closely by the rest of their colleagues. The agent inside ushered them through the dining area to the kitchen. The kitchen was closed down due to COVID-19 regulations, so it was eerily empty. Rows of gleaming pots and pans hung unused next to cold pizza ovens. The agent led the Congress members to a small, unassuming door labeled storage, and he unlocked it with a heavy key. It swung inward, revealing a steep staircase. 
The representatives and senators slowly climbed the set of stairs, which led out into a slightly damp basement. A sliver of natural light trickled through a narrow window across one of the top walls, showing the edge of the sidewalk and the nearly empty street beyond. The light revealed a small room with cement floors and walls, with two doors leading off of it. The center of the room was occupied by a table, surrounded by a set of folding chairs. Hadrian pointed to the door on the left and then the right, saying, The first one is a bathroom, and the second has a couch and some chairs if you want to sit somewhere more comfortable. I'll be just outside the upstairs doors. Give a shout if you need anything. Without another word, he turned and walked up to the stairs, leaving the six Congress members standing awkwardly in the dim room. Well, AOC said, turning to the others, looks like it's going to be a long afternoon. Chapter two. I was going to say, I'm glad this is the second one, because that was not fun. That, no, like, it no, was, that was just uh, trauma. Yeah, that was, that was just, just someone talking about their feelings. <laughs> just me, weeping in my bed. So as now I'm... we get to the kissing. <laughs> now, chapter two, Mitch McConnell. Oh, no. The morning had started like any other for United States Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. He woke up at 4 a.m. before the sun came up, and he stared out at the pitch black <laughs> sky. He brushed his teeth, then immediately drank a cup of orange juice while, <laughs> while reading through emails from his co- corporate donors. The sun rose everywhere around his neighborhood except his house. It's impo- impossible for light to reach any of Mitch's dwellings. <laughs> The Senate Majority Leader knew that he had a big day ahead of him. Honestly, he was still reeling from Trump's loss back in November. Originally, he had planned to attempt to undermine America's democracy along with several of his colleagues by objecting to the counting of electoral votes. However, after some long contemplation, Mitch decided he would stand on the side of democracy instead of continuing to fight for a losing president. This move felt out of character, even for him, Mm -hmm. but he had realized that his colleagues were fighting a losing battle with the objections. No matter what happened, Mitch's days were numbered. In 2015, he had sold his soul to the devil (laughs) in order to become the Senate Majority Leader. For the past five years, he had reveled in the great power this gave him, but he could feel his strength waning as the devil tightened his grip on his soul. That's why his face is so low. Like, the yes. devil's just trying to drag him down by his jowls. Yeah, right. <laughs> and do you remember when his hands turned black? What? No. What? No. <laughs> why? Do you not remember earlier this year, Mitch McConnell's hands turned black? Why? Here, I will what show you. Um, he said... he was possessed? He said, I tripped. <laughs> Landed in like a vat of like ninety percent cocoa powder. Like, what like I... look at the what? How do I not know about this? They're bruised, and it was like his... ew. Yeah, and it's like it was around his mouth. He looked on what the, the verge hell, of death. Mitch? Yeah, he looked on the verge of death. Storm. That looks like a biblical plague. Yes. Why? And everyone was and everyone was like, um, senator, um, why are your hands bruised. Why does it look There's... like life is leaving your body? Because like your lips turn blues when you're having like cardiac. Yeah, like because like his lips do look like a weird color, but yeah, like kind of goes up over his mouth, like he got fully punched in the mouth yes and the hands yes question that's so yes weird. and he never like really said everyone was like he tra- tripped and fell on the back of his hands like every <laughs> it's like because it was like trending on twitter it's because weird. like a lot of the memes were like ah so the hellfire is like licking at you now Obviously. um but because like the devil took both of your hands and shook them like this yeah <laughs> when people when people asked him he was like or when people like would reach out to his like reps or whatever because he didn't wouldn't answer it he was like it was so obviously uh, it was something sexual maybe i don't know dude yeah and he was and he was like i wonder if you like uh like really tightly cuffed your wrists your hands he, could turn purple and he is old and the older you get the worse your circulation gets i'm gonna guess but this like, is a weird uh handcuff thing but yeah he basically was like it's no concern of you guys it's like me and my doctor 
that's who's yeah. doing the right. doing the do right <laughs> see yeah see mitch mcconnell says no concerns despite visible bandages and bruises on his hands that's so weird anyway okay continue. yeah that was um <laughs> this is fruitless we're never gonna figure out why but no yes it's yeah it's it, so it weird was, i did not hear yeah insist his health is just fine <laughs> Declines to explain why his hands are bruised, like entirely. Both of them. That, look up a picture if you have it. It's wild looking. It's wild. It's not a bruise. It's his entire hand. Yes, it, it really something's wrong. Anyway, so the, yeah, so picture that. In 2015, he had sold his soul to the devil in order to become the Senate Majority Leader. For the past five years, he reveled in the great power this gave him, but he could feel his strength waning as the devil tightened his grip on his soul. The signs of his deal were even starting to become visible. <laughs> Mitch appeared even more old and sickly as usual, and the press had begun to notice the, his bruised and weakened and weak hands. Yes. With so little time left, he was they making... fall off at some point, and he's like, it's fine, don't worry about it. Don't Sometimes people don't have hands. And that's okay. I've never, I've actually never had hands. I don't know if you've noticed it. Whoa. You had bruised hands like four months ago. No, no, no. No, no, no. no that no, wasn't no, me. That, that was, that was. I've never had Mitch Nidnaddle. Mitch Nidnaddle. <laughs> Mitch Nick. <laughs> With so little time left, he was making a last ditch attempt to be on the right side of history, an attempt in accepting that Joe Biden would be president. Nerves steeled as much as the spineless excuse of a human could. Mitch arrived in Congress that morning and gave a speech stating his views. Republicans, too lost in the sauce of their delusion to accept defeat, glared at him and viewed him as a traitor. Democrats looked upon him similarly, knowing that his condemnation of the objections to electoral vote to be too little, too late. Mitch felt alone, scorned by those who had once loved him, as well as those who had always hated him. He sat, dejected in his seat, waiting for this horrible day to be over. The voice of an Oklahoma congressman droned on, spinning tall tales of election fraud and rigged machines. Mitch rested a hand on his weird, saggy chin flaps. Beginning to zone out. He was broken from his stupor by muffled bangs and shouts. You already know what happened next. Tense moments on the house floor, waiting for death or escape. Mitch was one of the congress members who sobbed into the floor, praying that God would take what whatever was left of his soul, even though he had sold it to Satan years ago. The mad dash to a getaway cars outside the building. The tense car ride with uh, congress members Bernie Sanders, Democrat, Vermont, uh, Alexandria, Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat, New York, Lindsey Graham, Republican, South Carolina, and Nancy Pelosi, Democrat, California. He was quiet for most of the journey to the safe house, save for his exchange with Bernie. Mitch had always been a little bit afraid of Bernie. Good. Bernie had all the integrity that Mitch lacked, and Mitch was terrified that his constituents would catch on to the fact that politicians could actually serve their voters' interests. <laughs> when, when, when Bernie had implied that Mitch was going to hell, it hit a little too close to home, given his pact with the devil <laughs> to gain political power in exchange for his soul. He wasn't sure how he would survive hours trapped with Bernie in the undisclosed location. Arriving in the safe house underneath the Pizzagate pizza place, <laughs> Mitch was very underwhelmed. He'd at least hoped for somewhere with, like, a mini-fridge. Unfortunately, the small basement only had a few sparsely furnished rooms and a cabinet full of ancient board games. I want Ted Cruz to go up and, like, make a pizza and that, like, ignites the furnace or something. And they're all like, Ted, now people know we're here. You're, you're sending out a smoke signal. You can't just have a pizza. <laughs> ruin everything god shut up ted <laughs> after all of the congress members had stepped into the room the agents who had led them there left to guard the outside doors aoc sat down at the That's center suspicious. All right. <laughs> aoc sat down at the table in the center of the main room and began to check twitter we should each release a statement telling the public that we're safe she said to everyone screw a statement bernie said sitting down next to her and pulling out his phone i'm gonna tweet about how that idiot trump incited the violence that could have gotten us all killed he began furiously typing into his phone 
Hey, Ted Cruz spoke up for the first time since he had <laughs> shut down in the car. You can't blame our amazing president, Donald Trump, for his attack. He's just doing everything he can to ensure a fair election. Nancy Pelosi gasped in shock and anger before responding to Ted. Amazing president! This is a shameful assault on our democracy, and you and Trump stoked the fires for it to get this bad. This conversation was making Mitch very uncomfortable. He knew that fighting to keep Trump in office was a losing game, but he also thought there was no reason for them to be arguing about it here and now. He definitely didn't want to be caught in the middle of a Ted versus everyone <laughs> war for the next few hours. Before he could speak up, Lindsey Graham put a, head, a hand on Ted's shoulder. Come on, Ted, he said. It isn't worth it. But Ted tried to continue arguing, pulling his mask down further below his nose. <laughs> also, you're wrong, Lindsey muttered, as if it pained him to admit. Come on, Mitch found the courage to speak. Let's do something besides argue. Bernie stood up and turned to face Mitch. No, Mitch. I think this is a good time to argue. <laughs> Fair, you're not doing anything else. You don't have a TV, you can't make a pizza. I just <laughs> it's a great him. time to argue for us in hours. I mean, honestly, punch him in the jaw. The anger on his face was visible even behind his mask. You and Graham may have denounced this election madness now, but you still encouraged, encouraged it for far too long. And Ted, I hold you and your stupid objections personally responsible for the events of today. Turning to face Ted Cruz, Bernie looked as if he was about to throw a punch. Mitch looked between the two senators, sure they were seconds away from disaster. He saw AOC slowly bringing up her phone to record the chaos that was close to breaking <laughs> loose. Nancy Pelosi reluctantly stepped in front of Bernie as Lindsey Graham pulled Ted back, diffusing some of the tension that had been about to manifest in a fight. AOC lowered her phone camera, looking almost disappointed. <laughs> this isn't worth it. We're some of the United States' top officials. We can do better than this, Nancy said to Ted and Bernie. Mitch stepped in and said, For once, I agree with Pelosi. Honestly, at this moment, she looked kind of hot to him. Yes. AOC rolled her eyes. Okay, then, she said. Let's release our statements saying that we're safe, then play a board game or something. I think I saw some over there. She pointed at the cabinet over on the other side of the room near the staircase door. Whatever, Ted huffed. I'm going into the other room. He walked into the other room with the couch in it and slammed the door. The seconds of silence after his exit were broken by the muffled sounds of stressed out by 21 pilots started playing way too loudly from the other room. Lindsey Graham had a conflicted expression. That's what Ted Cruz picks for his anger music. Stressed out. Oh, Lindsey Graham had a conflicted experience like he was deciding whether to follow Ted or not. The remaining Congress members sat down around the table as AOC pulled several board games out of the cabinet. She set Risk, Monopoly, and a trivia box down on the table. Mitch knew at that moment that he had made a terrible mistake by agreeing to play. And that is the end. Ah, I wanted someone to kiss, but I know. other than that, it was very good. <laughs> so it said, so it hasn't been updated since January. It seems like the goal, this was like the laying the groundwork to get some uh, Pelosi-McConnell action. Mm -hmm. I will say I'm glad I didn't have to read that with my own eyes at this moment, mm -hmm. but uh, it was so beautifully written. I was, because I was wondering how, like, obviously he is into her because of, like, probably a power dumb sort of a, sure. a feeling. Yeah. So, like, that could, like, if he, like, is a sniveling little bitch boy and she's like, good, let's do the do but like not actually I'll just yeah. like whip you and you'll be super into it or something like sure that sure, sure, would sure, be sure. good right like a fun. not like a non uh physical contact kink of like yeah, yeah, yeah. you get bound up and that's what's fun for you so I do that to you and I enjoy seeing you that way yes, so and I enjoy... that's what we're gonna do in this bunker yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yes. there we are Ugh. The well, undisclosed still location. Good. Still good. All right. So for our final uh, blurb, it truly is very, very short. It comes actually from a review from an Australian listener. So international. Exciting. Thank you. Uh, who, very similar to my first fic, 
uh, is the writer. And it's on Wattpad, so you know it is top tier. Excellent. And I think she also wrote it when she was 13. She's now 19, so she is an adult and we're allowed to roast it. Excellent. But the uh, very funny thing about this particular fic, aside from the fact that it's written by a 13-year-old on Wattpad, is that for whatever reason, uh, they wrote every chapter and published it, but then I think didn't either didn't know how to finish it or like didn't want to. And so her friend who didn't know anything about either fandom wrote the last chapter. <laughs> I need you to tie up these loose ends. Just do something. So I didn't read the whole thing myself. Uh, I read the first chapter and then I read the last chapter and I didn't even read the whole thing because I was like, this is fun. I want to be surprised. All right. All right. So we're going to be surprised together. And it's on Wattpad. It's called uh, Demigods Go to Hogwarts. And it's the demigods from Percy Jackson and oh, the Olympians. Nice. Which, is that? A, do you know that very much? Um, not a lot. I like saw the Percy Jackson movies, which is not the same. And I followed lots of people on Tumblr who were like really into it. So more than I know about Teen Wolf. Oh, I should actually read the review because it's from uh, Australia. So most of our listeners have not seen it. Uh, it's a uh, You Make Me Cackle five stars. This is literally my favorite podcast of all time and the only one I listen to, so thank you for being the most entertaining duo ever. Aww. High praise, like, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey are a competition. So, so... Oh my god. You know? I, I don't even put myself even <laughs> even in the, like, one of them's a brunette and one of them's a blonde category. Not even, like, women, necessarily. No. Just the most, like, wow, damn. Damn. <laughs> this is the only podcast I've ever laughed out loud to. I love that we can all be weird fangirls together. Also, I don't have a fanfic request for you guys to write, but I have written a Harry Potter Percy Jackson crossover fic when I was 13. I'm now 19. Except I gave up on it halfway through, so my friend who knew nothing about either fandom decided to write the final chapter. It's pretty trash, but also kind of fun, so if you feel like reading it, it would be great. It's called Demigods Go to Hogwarts by Lily White 719 on Wattpad and it's chapter 16. Yes. So I'm gonna read the first chapter, which is basically uh the first chapter, the first intro blurb, which yeah, would have yeah. been the notes on AO3 was Hello, my fellow demi wizards. I hope you enjoy this. It's my first story, so be nice. This is just some basic info about the story, so you don't get confused. I don't know what these things mean. The seven, Talia and Nico go to Hogwarts. That's characters from Percy Jackson. Yeah. This is after both wars. Fred is alive because I can. Dumbledore, Good. Snape, and all the other people are still dead. Good. No Hinny or Romani. Um, okay. All PJO couples. Okay. Percy don't Jackson. Don't know who's can. Don't know who's can. So it doesn't actually matter. Also, yeah. doesn't really come up in the two of the 16 parts that we will read. Doug Forks and Moldawart? Question mark? Name of chapter one. Annabeth, point of view. It was late afternoon and Talia, she and the hunters were staying at camp for a few days to catch up with everyone and I were sitting by the lake while Percy was sticking his head in it having a very detailed conversation with a pufferfish about who was better, Nemo or Dory. <laughs> Nemo. You see, Percy decided that all of his family deserved to see Finding Nemo. They should. Is he related to fish? Poseidon. Yes, but fish. No. <laughs> Poseidon. <laughs> what it's saying is quote unquote family. And he's talking to a puppet. It's that I think that he can like call like he's like Jesus and we are all his children. Yes. <laughs> that's yes. great. I'm sure that's exactly it. I and he considers dolphins <laughs> his family. I, I, on the other hand, was reading a book while Talia was shooting arrows at random trees and stuff. Excellent. Oh wow, I gasped. What are you even reading, Annabeth? Talia called. You keep gasping and ooing and eyeing. It's called Amazing Architectural Structures from England. It's really quite interesting. And there's this whole section on castles and Hey, guys. I've actually <laughs> read books like that. They are kind of fascinating. I don't ooh and ah, but I get it. I did have to read them in the context of, like, a civil engineering class, so, like... Bless ooh sure. and ah. They're not written for pizzazz. No, 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 I no. think that's the, uh... 
the intent. It's kind of interesting only in the sense that like ancient architecture used to be like we build it and then did it fall down? Yeah. Yes or no? Hey guys, Chinron wants to see us at the big house, Leo interrupted. Talia quickly jumping in, sarcastically apologizing for not being able to hear about the book and then pulled Percy's head out of the water. Hey, Leroy and I were having a very important discussion, he says with a pouty lip. Chinron wants to see us kelp head. Chinron, Chinron wants to see us kelp head. Oh, I'm sure that's... that sentence makes sense in, to someone, but I oh, don't like, know. Oh, like, she's saying, like... Wants like, to see us kelp. Oh, oh, she's, ca- yes. she's calling him kelp yeah, head. Yes, exactly. I thought I was... Okay. Kelp... There's... Okay. Kelp head because he's Poseidon's son. Chiron wants to see us kelp head. Yeah, Okay, I figured yeah, out yeah, the yeah. inflection. Yeah. I was like, does that mean, like, right now in a language that I don't know? No, it's an insult. Talia yells already on her way to the big house. Leo's point of view. I was excited to know what Chiron had to tell us. He said it was really important and to get Nico, Talia, and the rest of the seven. Oh, that's just everybody. Once we were all sitting around the ping pong table, Chinron cleared his throat. Now, children, I have you all here today because I have a very important task for you all. Now, you know Lady Hecate is the goddess of magic, and a long time ago, she gave some of that magic to a group of mortals. Those mortals slowly grew into a larger community of magical beings. Mm-hmm. Four of them created a school called Hogwarts. Whoa. Good tie-in, I think. I don't that know how sense. I don't know how Percy Jackson works, but I'm like, sure. Harry Potter, a boy who currently attends that school and is being targeted by Lord Voldemort. <laughs> I'm not writing all that, so pretend he is explaining all about Voldemort and Harry. In- you're right, you're right. <laughs> the story takes too long. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. We know, we all know. Insert Hagrid's uh, monologue. Yeah. He is teaming up with uh, Gaia and Tatarus. Uh, I'm sure I said those right. You nine shall be going to that school undercover to make allies with these wizards and also pr- to protect Harry. This is an extremely important mission, and I trust that you will all take it very seriously. Okay. Gaia's like their grandmother. Sure. Yeah, she. Uh, she's one of the... Yeah, because Gaia... She's the leader of this yeah, mission. she like birthed like. all of the gods. Sure. After Chinron finished, there was a few more moments of silence, then boom. How long are we going for? Why is there a guy called Moldewort? What do we leave? Where's the school? Silence! Chiron boomed. Now you shall be leaving tomorrow. His name is Voldemort, not Moldewort. Percy, the school is England. You will be leaving. Oh God, there's is not, in England. There's none commas. I'm just gonna read it in one breath. Do it. The school is England, and you will be leaving tomorrow and flying by Pegasi to a station in London where the Hogwarts Express will take you to school. As for how long you will be there, we are guessing about a year. Hecate is giving all of you some magic so you'll be able to pass as wizards. After Chiron calmed everyone down again and explained how this was the best possible situation and they had to prepare them for fighting and a whole bunch of other boring stuff, my ADHD brain was way too hyped up to listen to. He explained how Lady Hecate was giving us money, clothes, books, and equipment, so we just had to bring normal stuff. Now off to uh, dog forks? No, dog wards. Who cares? (laughs) Skipping ahead to the last chapter. <laughs> Excellent. Which, uh, based on the uh, chapter titles, it looks like they kind of just like have like some classes and do kind of Hogwartsy stuff. But again, I don't know. The last chapter is called New Year's Eve. Okay. <laughs> and again, this is written by Lily's friend, who does not know anything about either fandom. I assume she read this fic, though. The weeks after Christmas were very relaxed. The demigods decided to throw a New Year's Eve party as the wizards had never had one. However, the professors at Hogwarts despised the idea as when wizards get drunk, they usually do dumb shit with their powers. (laughs) Percy's point of view. Wow, this party is rad, my dude. (laughs) Leo gently purred into my ear. I know right Draco, I know right Draco is the DJ so he's playing hits such as going back to Hogwarts from the Harry Potter musical. (laughs) Going back to Hogwarts. 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 
Going, going back, back to, to school. school. Anyway, Draco's point of view. Launched Darren Chris's and Devin Lytle's oh. and so many others' many. Uh, careers. I gently scan the crowd, which is spelled crowd. <laughs> I gently scanned the crowd. I could see Calypso talking to Anna. But then I paused as I saw the deep pools that are Percy's sea green eyes. Ooh, this is Draco, remember? Oh. The, the point of view changes a lot. I couldn't even continue playing going back to Hogwarts. That boy took my breath away. The way he gently swept back his hair, and now and how his angelic smile could brighten up the darkest of places. Angelic smile. Every time I talked to him, my need for him grew, as did the sexual tension. I knew he didn't like me, but I couldn't help liking the idea of being able to caress and stroke his warm, soft skin. Wouldn't we all? Percy's point of view. Yo, dude, I said... <laughs> There's no... Yo, dude, I said to Leo. <laughs> this is a sentence. Yo, dude, I said to Leo. Yeah, what? Is it just me, or is Draco looking at me weirdly? I don't know, dude. That kid is strange, he said as he looked at me with bloodshot eyes. <laughs> dude, are you high? Is he high? I think Leo is like a druggie okay. or has been made by this author. Good. I don't know, I don't know what's canon. Good. He put his fingers over my mouth and hushed me before he just <laughs> over the, not your hand, just the fingers. Drunk. He put his fingers over my mouth and hushed me before walking off and running into a wall. I Good. just think he's drunk. Hi? Both. 13-year-olds would confuse them. Understandable. I decided I should probably find Anna. I began walking through the mass of dancing bodies where there in the middle of the dance floor was Ron and Anna. She was gently caressing his neck as she grinded on him. Ooh, front-facing grind. So she's in... I assume... Well, I don't know, man. I feel like it's easier to be behind and be caressing someone's neck. <laughs> so she, I think she's in the back doing some, like, diddly fingers. Or she's reaching behind to grind. I'm telling and you... grabbing his neck... In, yeah, I mean, or I'm telling they're face to face. Did you not grind that way? Not when I was in high school. I did once. I don't recommend it. I agree. <laughs> That's college behavior. You like straddle. Yeah, like, look at each other. And... High school behavior is I don't know who's behind me. I'm gonna ask my friend across from me who's behind me, and then I'm gonna react Decide, accordingly yep, yep, right. based on if they're hot. Yes, exactly. I'd be like, oh, I God. remember making a lot of, is he hot? And then they'd be like, yes, yes, that was the move as a 16 year old. Yeah, and then they'd be like, no, bad times. Like, Damn it. Bad times were 2006. Don't repeat oh. it. Uh, she was gently caressing his neck as she grinded on him. As I was shocked, my legs gave way and I fell to the ground. She was my world. My mind was spinning partly because of the alcohol and also because of how helpless I felt. That's when I felt a gentle hand on my shoulder. She's not worth it, handsome said a deep and sexy voice from behind me. I turned around to be greeted by the slicked back hair and sharp jawline of Draco. And oh my gods, wh whenever he's around me, I feel different. He's like a drug. I almost feel as high as Leo. Wow. This is where I stopped reading because I was like, stuff's going to happen. I got to yeah, like, keep this a fun surprise. Yeah. Draco's point of view. His beautiful ocean eyes bored into me almost like he wanted me. I was stunned. Did my years of flirting and smooth pickup lines finally reel him in? He gracefully rose from the ground and slammed me against a nearby wall. He gently traced his finger from my taut stomach up to my ear. <laughs> That's so far. <laughs> what are you doing? I sighed pathetically. Damn, maybe I did reel it in this fish. Oh, because he's a fish boy. <laughs> yes. Good pun. I can't do this anymore. I think I love you. He softly muttered into my ear. 
I love you too, I said as I caressed his warm, supple skin. I slowly moved in towards his puffy, quivering lips. Percy's point of view. I'm sorry, I I can't, I said as I pulled away from the pearly white skin of Draco. As much as I love him, I still have feelings for Anna, despite how she ripped my heart out. The mere thought of Ron made my fists clench and my heart ache. We will continue this later, sugar. I whispered <laughs> sensually into Draco's ear. That's a weird thing to say after you're, like, angry. I can't do this. We'll do this later, sugar. Like, say sugar angrily. Sugar. Sugar. <laughs> no. I whispered sensually into Draco's ear. He blushed at the pet name I gave him and slowly nodded. Okay, daddy. No, thank you. No, thank you. kissed him his cheek and walked towards Ron. Ron's point of view. I was dancing with Annabeth when suddenly I heard a heavy, gruff voice behind me. Oi, bitch, what you doing with my girl, homie? Oh, shit. I thought they have bleeped out the words. Uh, The I both in bitch and shit. Excellent. Good job. I thought. It's Percy. I turned around to... Oh, this is Ron's point of view. God, we've changed four times. Okay. I turned around to look at him when suddenly I felt a heavy contact to my right jaw. (sighs) Yeah, he has too. I ended up sprawled on the ground staring at the angry looking demigod. His eyes were bulging out of his head and he was growling at me. So I did the only thing... So I did the only I could think of and went hiss. I hopped off the hiss. floor and we began fighting. There's not even a snake. Why did you hiss? hiss? Was it out of... Maybe she... Wait, the friend doesn't know. Harry Potter doesn't know that Ron's not a Slytherin. I don't know. Again, didn't read the 14 chapters in between this. It's beautiful. So I did the only thing I could think of when and went hiss. I hopped off... I hopped off the floor and we began fighting, punching left and right with a circle of people around us. What in the devil's name is going on here? Snape strutted over from where he was eyeing Leo suspiciously. I thought Snape was going to be dead. Anyway, eyeing Leo... She forgot. She didn't read it. She didn't read anything. It was in the intro. I know. She didn't read any part of the fic. Leo suspiciously... uh, Eyeing Leo suspiciously and pulled us apart. You little imbeciles. Annabeth, what the fuck were you doing? Said Percy, eyeing her of to the side. I suggest you mind your language. But also, what did Annabeth do? I want to know the gross. The goss. The goss. There we I was like, I want to know the goss. Snape inquired. I'm sorry, Percy. I just couldn't help myself. Ron's irresistible ginger locks and weird British accent is such a turn on. (laughs) I was stunned. How could she do that? I was too angry to care, though. I strutted towards Draco sassily, wrapped my arms around his bulging arm muscles. That's not what I thought. I I strutted towards Draco sassily, wrapping my arms around his bulging arm muscles and kissed him as passionately as I could. These are some 13-year-old feelings. Snape's point of view. Oh. I was struggling to keep up with the events that were happening in front of me. I leant, I leant over to the ob- obviously high Leo and whispered, Wait, so Percy and Anna were together, but she cheated on him with Ron and now Percy is with Draco? Correct. Dude, I don't even want to know. Want to smoke a joint? <laughs> Leo responded. Mr. Valdez, I am your teacher. That is highly inappropriate. Leo simply looked up at me with confused eyes and slowly slipped away into the crowd. <laughs> mm. Just... Don't tell anybody. Yeah, just disappear. I will give him a detention later. The whole situation with love triangles and drugs will be a hard one to explain to the parents, although I'm sure the headmaster will thoroughly enjoy this story. Percy's point of view. See, bitch, I can screw you over too. Come on, sugar. I believe we have an appointment with my bed. Percy said seductively <laughs> to Draco. How do you say that seductively? I believe we have an appointment with my bed. Also, he yelled the first phrase, so like, real switch. And then... You're welcome for this lovely depiction of stuff, IDK. Dot, dot, dot. In case you're confused, the story is dead. I'm no longer writing it. However, my friend knows nothing about either Harry Potter or Percy Jackson decided to write a final chapter for the story. Hope you enjoy. Please leave comments. Bye. Dead. Beautiful. That was a 
I'm sure that that wrapped up something. It did. It solved a problem. I <laughs> and can they tell. got together in the end, and clearly no one wanted to write me smut. <laughs> I love it. Then they were done. Dot dot dot. Fade to black. Uh, thank you, Lily White, for that uh, <laughs> great Wattpad energy. It was, was beautiful. Perfect. All right. Well, next week is the finale. Finale. Are you sad? <laughs> I am, I'm always sad. I'm slightly sad. I am excited for our new season though, because. We have started planning, and it sounds like it's going to be fun. Yep, I'm. I'm always. I'm always excited for the things coming down the pipe. Yes. But uh, I am you know. very excited for our fix that we wrote. Oh yes, um, so I have some gems. I think I have you. some gems. Some of them I can't tell. <laughs> I'm too close to it. I can't I'm too tell close if to it's it. Good. It doesn't really matter at this point. They're going to happen no matter what. It is what it is. Great. So it is a little bit too late, obviously, to put in your uh, five star reviews, but. We do have over 100, which is a fun milestone for us. That took a really long time. It is officially over 100. Thank you, everybody who has left reviews. A lot of you obviously didn't claim your rewards, which you are still welcome to do. Or if you have yet to write a review, please do that. So you can leave those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts uh, and nowhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, there's nowhere else to review us. Unfortunately, that's uh, all we can do. (laughs) So you can only validate us through love of uh, leaving the five-star or by joining our Patreon. Yes, you can also validate us by joining our Patreon, which we will keep going as the hiatus of Between Seasons uh, continues on. We update it, or we upload, I should say, twice a month, every month, forever. Yes. <laughs> so you will get continual content that is uh, rated mature. For $5, you get those two episodes, and it's all of the episodes that are a little too smutty to make the podcast uh so that is where we get to really have some fun the link is in most of our bios patreon.com slash podcast and other than that uh, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias we're at fine pairings podcast on instagram tiktok and Tumblr, mm-hmm. and at Fine Pairings Pod on Twitter. And if all of that is not enough, if you want to send us something long form or a fic request, or tell us that you wrote that five star review and want to send us our screenshot, that can all go to finepairingspodcast at gmail.com. And we respond to most of our emails. Yes. <laughs> so, so thank you for all that support. Uh, we will see you next week for the final finale finale. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>